Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. I'm Rachel Fisher. Hi, I'm Desi Jenikin. And this is season one, episode 28. Pushing boundaries. <laughs> Boy, do we push some boundaries. <laughs> in this episode... We begin outside of D&D, where Amanda corners Allison. She's like, Allison, I need to talk to you about an account. Yeah. Uh, Amanda's being a real pushy bitch, and she's in full-on criticize Allison for every fucking thing she does, and nothing is good enough. Yeah, she needs to rattle her cage. I also love that Amanda's like, this is, uh, your work has really fallen off since you've been gone two weeks. (laughs) Like, yeah, everything is bad now. What happened? She calls it completely slipshot work. Yeah. And then she pivots and she's like, how's Billy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have to say, Amanda is not very subtle with the Billy stuff in these episodes. No. Because this doesn't, it's like, it's like a rare misfire for her as far as controlling a situation. She definitely is showing her vulnerability there. That's what's so funny about it is because she's so expert at like rattling Allison's cage when it comes to the work stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to being slick with Billy, she doesn't know how to play she it. She can't do it. No, because she just comes off as like desperate. I also don't think she's ever been rejected before. Yeah. So it's really uh, needling her like... It's put uh, her it's in a tailspin. Her. Absolutely. So Allison tells Amanda, he got a job as a fact checker at, an, at Escapade Magazine. And she's like, oh, I always knew he'd make it. My Billy. Yeah. I was always encouraging him. Like, it's like she's trying to take credit. I also love when Allison, when Amanda criticizes her work now, Allison's like, did you show it to Lucy? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and she's like, I don't need to show it to Lucy. Yeah. It's crap. You work for me. It's garbage, yeah. Allison. Uh, Allison says, Billy doesn't want to talk to you. And she, and Amanda says, well, I'm glad he's doing well. And Allison, next time, please try to do better. Yeah. Back to back to you. Back to you sucking you ass. You slipshod, lazy slop. <laughs> so at Escapade Magazine, Cameron has been a little weasel Oof. and has taken it upon himself to do some fact-checking of his own. Mm. And fact check Billy's resume. Well, Billy, of course, like most liars who get busted, always take it too far because he started, he told him that he also has published tons of um, articles through the Columbia Journalism newspaper, which are very easy to check (laughs) because Cameron got the fucking microfilm 
right? Yeah, they were yeah, all on like microfiche, microfiche <laughs> and went through them all searching for Billy's byline. <laughs> like, why would you add that element? It's so stupid because when he, because also when he was uh, interviewing with Nancy, she told him, she's like, oh, I'm going to, I can't wait to read your columns. Yeah. And he's like, there's two. The one I did on dad's. Because Michael was worried about oh, being a dad. Like, he did one, and then there was like one, was it on like a chair or something? I can't remember. It was something stupid. Was it about when he got mugged? Yeah, maybe it was about when he got mugged. When he worked for the newspaper for one episode? It was like two. I remember he couldn't come up with things, right? Because yeah. he's like, I need to live more because I have nothing to write about. <laughs> so he wrote about Michael having a yeah, baby. Yeah, it was just so stupid. Um, I love that Cameron is like, I searched your name in the database or whatever. Uh, and Billy's immediate reaction is like, oh, I might have published under William. He's Campbell. like, well, I searched that too. And Willie and Wilhelm. 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 He searched Wilhelm. This is the level of petty everyone should aspire to be because Cameron is on top of it. <laughs> he, he even searched Wilhelm. So that is like the greatest because Billy's trying to continue his lie and he's like, No, I searched that. I searched William. I searched Willie. I searched Billy. And I searched Wilhelm too, just so you can't pull that one out. <laughs> like he is thorough. And so he's like, Billy's like, What are you trying to prove? He tries to get tough with Cameron. And Cameron's like, I'm just, I'm a journalist. I'm here for the truth. Yeah. And Billy's like, Well, you're a little shit stain. <laughs> I'll fucking kick your ass. And he's basically, he's like, so if you're going to do something, do it. (laughs) And Cameron says, I already did. And then he, there's like a thing on the speaker phone for Billy, like, come to Nancy's office. Yeah. He's like, oh, you son of a bitch. Cameron, and Cameron might as well have folded his arms. (laughs) Like in a satisfied victory, like pose. He like, was so he was so happy. He was so happy in this moment. He he ratted Billy out, and he thinks that he got his new hot coworker fired. And the great thing about Cameron, he's not even doing this because he wanted the um, writing job. No, they have the same job. They have the same job. Like, there's nothing Billy took from him. No, he yeah. just hates Billy, <laughs> and he decided it immediately upon meeting him. There was no, there's no reason impetus for him to hate him. No, he's um, just better. He just was like Billy Campbell. I fucking hate that guy. And we all have been there when you just hate someone for no reason. <laughs> he just took it there. Yeah, he took it to that level. He took it there. So he goes into Nancy's office and she's like, close the door. We need to talk. And he's like, oh, I guess you found out I'm, I lied. And just she, I'll go pack my backpack. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> and she's like, Billy, I didn't hire you because of your resume. I hired you because you have potential. I hired you because I want to fuck you. <laughs> What potential could she have possibly seen in him? Because she read the article on being a dad. <laughs> um, she's playing with the koosh ball in this scene. Did you oh notice God, that? Oh, God, yes. What happened to koosh balls? They still make those? All I remember is Rosie O'Donnell used to shoot them into the audience. Yes. And then I think they became not cool after, after that. Because they were really, uh, they boomed. Right, when she was doing that. Yeah, but I feel like there was this period in the mid-90s where like, you could just be walking down the street and there'd be a koosh ball. Like, or at someone's house. Like, ev- they, were, they were just everywhere. It's kind of like um, 
It's like an early version of these things people make now where you pop the buttons and like stuff a like that. It's like spinner? a fidget spinner type. And they have other types of things that aren't spinners yeah. to kind of like busy your hands. And I think the I think the kush ball was like an early version of that. Was it? Maybe because you're squeezing it, it's and like, it has little tentacles. It has that. It's so so. It's like you're you're getting that touch, right? It looks like a sea anemone, right? Um. So Nancy's playing. I just noticed she was playing with a koosh ball in this scene. But that's she's an early uh, a user of a koosh ball. I would say, yeah. Because this is ninety three. Yeah, I should have done a deep dive of like the history of koosh. It's like uh It's definitely like a fat item, right? Yeah, they just disappeared. Koosh ball. Koosh ball. Where are the koosh balls? You can still buy them. Oh, yeah. You can still buy them. I'm going to buy you one. A koosh ball. Oh, my God. These were... Okay. The koosh ball is a toy ball made of rubber filaments radiating from a steel-bound core patented in 1987 by Scott H. Stillinger. I can't believe they're that old. They were patented in 1987. They first came out in 1989. Wow. I just think of that as such a when when was the Rosie O'Donnell show on like ninety six? Yeah, did that start? But according to a Los Angeles Daily News article from nineteen ninety three, the headline reads, "What a koosh job! Strange ball bounces along the trend path." So it seems like the trend picked up mm-hmm. in ninety three. Yeah, when this episode came out, koosh ball corner. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. So. Billy tells Nancy he just wants to be a writer. And she's like, well, I have an assignment for you. I'm not going to fire you. I'm going to promote you. I'm going to fucking promote (laughs) you to a writer. I want you to cover this wedding in Hollywood. Right. So it sounds like very she-she, but we'll find out later. Right. I was like, who's wedding? And she's like, don't let me down. He's like, I won't. Yeah. On the case, Nancy. He put his little hat on that had the press. Yeah. <laughs> he's like such a he's like such a kid playing businessman kind, yeah. kind of vibe yeah. in the professional world. Just, I just will never get over the fact that he brought a bouquet of flowers to a job interview. No. Like he crazy. thought it was a first date. I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> so at the hospital, Kimberly and Michael are hanging out in the locker room and they get to talking about Tattoos. They're 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 joking about some patient who had a tattoo, right? Right, because he had to cut them in the tattoo, apparently, and it sort of severed the name. I think the girlfriend's name or something. Yeah. And Kimberly says to Michael, "I have a tattoo somewhere you'd never expect." Yeah. See, See, this is. This is an exact, Kimber- like we were saying with Amanda before, Kimberly knows how to play the game. This is how you flirt without necessarily seeming like you're doing anything inappropriate. Oh, you're referring to the Nancy and Billy thing. Yes. Yes. Do I- you know what I'm saying? Because Kimberly makes him go there. She's just putting information out about her tattoo. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that Amanda and Nancy could both learn a thing or two from Kimberly. Yes. She's the queen of sort of manipulating, but like being very subtle about it. And to getting what she wants sexually. Yes. Although I'm sure it doesn't have to be said that Nancy should be putting those efforts into places other than the workplace. Yes, absolutely. Take it to the gym, Nancy. Right. So... 
Kimberly starts telling Michael, I have a tattoo. You'll never guess where it is, which is like a classic. Flirty move. I want you to think about my ass. Yeah. Right now. Right, because where's the first place you go? It's the nether regions. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I liked, I don't know who blocked this scene or like the art director for this scene, but I noticed that Kimberly was sitting in front of a big Georgia O'Keeffe print. Ooh. And it was like a big flowering pussy. Well, yeah. Because her pussy was like throbbing in this That's moment. That's funny because I was, I was kind of like, does she have a tattoo on her pussy? Right. So maybe that's what subliminally, I had a subliminal message. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. think it was this Georgia O'Keeffe painting. So Michael starts guessing. He's like, is it on your shoulder? And then she pulls down her scrubs to reveal her shoulder. And she goes, nope. This is like an old school tease. Yes. Right? Yeah. And he says, is it on your ankle? And then she pulls up to reveal her ankle and she goes, nope. And then she says, let's just say it's between my shoulders and my ankles. And And Michael says, all my favorite places. (laughs) No, Michael says, mmm. He says mmm first, and that's an important distinction because he says mmm. He is so gross sometimes in these in these upcoming scenes because he's still trying to be good, but it's like he's so not good. Like this is so inappropriate of him. Yeah, as uh, a married man, as a married man, yes. And so then she tells him she says it's a butterfly. Ugh, That's what the tattoo I groaned is. when she butter- said that. <laughs> and then she tells uh, why it's a butterfly. She says, I got it when I was naughty. Naughty, yes. I was feeling naughty and sexy. And, and as she gets up to leave, because she has rounds, Michael takes one more guess about where the tattoo is. And he says, your left cheek. And Kimberly says, getting warmer. <laughs> then she leaves. But where's the tattoo? How, is it the right cheek? Is it the inner thigh? Oh. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I, I laughed at the butterfly, though. That is very of that time. <laughs> it was a butterfly. That's like what the girls who aren't that naughty get for their tattoo. It's like yes. a butterfly or a flower. Back then. Yes. Yeah, for sure. At Shooters, Rhonda... Is hanging out with Matt, and Matt got a haircut. He did. He's looking cute. He looked really cute. Once again, Rhonda and Matt. Just Rhonda and Matt <laughs> hanging out. Put them together. And Rhonda notices a guy in a business suit checking her out, and she starts telling Matt about how, like, now that I'm with Terrence, all these guys just are so horny for me because they know they can't have me. Yeah, so she's she's so over the top with this that we all are like, we know where this is going. We know where this is going. Yeah. The, the guy comes over and he's like, hey, Matt, I, I want to introduce myself. I'm a lawyer at the firm from your discrimination suit. Right. And we never got to, a chance to meet, but I was wondering if I could ask you out. Yeah. So he asks out Matt on a date and Matt's like, hmm, hmm. okay. Back at the complex, Allison listens to a voicemail from Amanda to Billy, and the voicemail is very desperate. Ugh, it's I like, was pa- I'm in pain for Amanda. Hi, Billy. Just calling to check up. Congratulations on your new job. Anyway, 
I've left you some voicemails. Please call me back. I think she's like, hi, it's my third message or something like that. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you never want to remind the person that you've been calling them incessantly. Yeah. Um, But that was also something I think that was so stressful Back then, when oh. you would leave messages, oh. you don't. I would always like hang up and not leave a message Me so that I could call again. <laughs> Me too. Because once you leave a message, you feel like you can't call again, right? So it was like really stressful. And when people started getting the cordless phones with caller ID on them, game over. Yeah, because then like you could see. Yeah, yeah. Humiliating. Anyway, um, so. Billy walks in and Allison does not tell him that Amanda has been calling. And all of Allison's furniture is back. The apartment is completely redone it's like it was full. before. The pink and blue director's chairs are right there. All the artwork is exactly where it was before. Right. It's wild. It's like she never left. Billy comes in and starts bitching about Cameron. But he tells her, it's okay because I got a writing assignment. It's about a dog wedding. It's a Beverly Hills dog wedding. No, they met in Beverly Hills. Oh, they met in Beverly Hills. The dogs Hills. met in Beverly Hills, and they're getting married in Hollywood. <laughs> Is that right? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But Beverly Hills But they're like Pomeranian involved. dogs or something, or one of them is. And Billy's going to cover it. This one is- of them's name is Zsa Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's really excited. He asks if he got any messages, and Allison says no. And she really loves her braid scrunchy hairstyle again. Yeah, she's still working She's it. still rocking it. Anyway, uh, do you want to take a break here? Sure. Okay. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The next day at Escapade Magazine, Nancy loves Billy's piece about the dog wedding. Yeah. She's like, it's fucking great. And she's very horny about it. She loves that he was able to make it funny, but still have some heart. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, we weren't mean to them. And then she tells him, I have an opening for a staff writer position. Mm. Now, this is Billy's third day at work. Yeah. First week. Cameron's in the corner stewing. (laughs) Yeah, he's about to blow his top. He's thrilled. And as he's about to go back into the office, she adjusts his tie and concerning music plays. Yeah, she's getting, she's a little handsy. Now she's getting handsy. 
And as he leaves, she lustily watches him. And she she says to him, he's like, I don't know how I can thank you. And she's like, we'll think of a way you can thank me. (laughs) It just like couldn't be less subtle. Never, never a good line (laughs) to hear from your boss. There's something really, uh, you can't adjust a man's tie and that means you want to fuck him. Like you just, it's not done by an, uh, like maybe your mom or some woman who wants to fuck you. No one's adjusting a man's tie. Right. That's intimate. (laughs) In my opinion. Allison would do that, but that's different. Well, that's Allison. It's fucking Allison. She's sisterly. (laughs) (laughs) So, at D&D, Amanda has more stuff for Allison to fix. Her work is just not up to par. It's nothing Allison can do is right. None of it's right. It's sloppy. It's slipshot. I just, there's something really funny to me that we have now had like four scenes of Alice, um, of Amanda just being like, not good enough. <laughs> for, and we don't know why. Right. While Amanda is berating Allison, the phone rings and she picks it up and it's Billy. Mm. And Billy tells Allison that he got a promotion. And she's like, oh, Billy, that's great. She made sure to say Billy. Yes. And Amanda is overhearing all of this because she's still at Allison's desk. So she's hearing this conversation Allison's having. Where she's, she's pretending to shuffle papers while she eavesdrops. <laughs> and, and, and not only that, but Allison is loudly making plans for dinner, for like this celebration dinner. We also get a shot of Cameron moping in the background while <laughs> Billy's on the phone. Right. Which is just like, I can't get enough it's of it. Stellar. <laughs> it's stellar. Um, and doesn't she, Allison, I mean, Amanda say something like, tell Billy I said hi. Yep. <laughs> It's so embarrassing. And Amanda overhears where they're going to dinner that night. Bangkok princess. (laughs) (laughs) That night at Bangkok princess, they're all celebrating Billy's promotion. And it's really funny because as they're like cheersing each other, you can hear Jake say, let's just hope he can pay his rent. I know. And then also Billy is giving a uh, heartfelt speech and Michael starts snoring. Yeah. Pretend, like pretend snoring. (laughs) Yeah. He's like being really mean about it. Um, And they're all laughing and having a good time. Jane is there. We haven't seen Jane in a while. No, throw her in. Throw her in this scene. Uh, Don't worry. She'll show up again later. But Amanda shows up uninvited. She's wearing a lace-up vest, and she's like, oh, hi, I'm just here to pick up takeout. So embarrassed for her. Amanda, (laughs) you live in Marina Del Rey. Why are you in Hollywood? Yeah, and we don't don't have any idea where D&D is. I I think D&D is in Century City. I was going to say Century City... But sometimes I'm like, is this downtown LA? Like, it's either downtown or Century yeah. City. Either way, you're not stopping in Hollywood at all. Because I'm gleaning by the name Bangkok Princess, they're in Thai Town in Hollywood. Yeah, or near Hollywood, or near, or near where they live. Yeah, right? like yeah, they didn't go to the West Side. No, to get Thai food. No, Amanda clearly stopped there because she overheard it. She's never been there before. <laughs> she had to get her Thomas guide out <laughs> to find it. Yeah. Um, I'm just picking up takeout. So embarrassed for her. Like, I can't. 
This was, yeah, this was a really embarrassing move on her part. Then to make it even worse, she tells Billy, she's like, Billy, I've been leaving you messages and I haven't heard from you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, the machine's on the fritz. Right, because Allison lied to him and said the machine was broken. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And um, she then, Alice, I'm sorry, Amanda kisses Billy on the cheek and she's like, congratulations. Call me. Call me. (laughs) If this was a guy doing this to a woman, we would be like, jail him. Yeah. (laughs) Right, you fucking stalker. Yeah. Get out of here. It's wild. But also no one like, Here's what's also sort of awkward. No one's like, sit down and join us, which is what a normal thing to happen would be. Like, right. But it's so awkward, obviously. It's so awkward. And everyone knows Amanda's a fucking weirdo. And immediately when everyone gets up to to leave, Joe pulls Allison aside and is like, uh, that bitch is weird. Yeah. But the guys are like... Why aren't you banging her still? <laughs> yeah. Like Jake and Michael are like, <laughs> you, they're like completely baffled why Billy isn't still like fuck buddying her or something. Yeah. And of course, Michael takes it a little too far. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Michael's like, oh, gee, Billy, I wish I was in fucking my shitty wife. Yeah, he's I like, wish, you guys don't know how good you have it. I wish I could fuck some strange. <laughs> What's some strange? I would love to have different pussy every night. <laughs> you guys get it while you can. So you're tied down with the old ball and chain Jane. She's, like, it's just like so, she's like two feet behind you, Michael. Right. They're going to the same, they're all walking back together and he's like, I'm so sick of my wife's pussy. Yeah, he is just over it. He's using, <laughs> Bill, he wants Billy to fuck for him. Like, right. It's like, please. It's like when I'm not eating certain foods, I'm like, please eat a cinnamon bun. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah. trying to get other people to eat it for of you. Of course. Yeah. Hey, that's what he's trying to do. Um, and Billy's like, no, I'm not in love with her. What about love? I don't want to lead her on. <laughs> Michael and Jake are like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. Um, Joe, my only final note for this scene, Joe loves a choker and a scoop neck. Oh, yeah. She loves chokers. And scoop necks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Allison also confessed to Joe that she's been erasing all of Billy's messages. And Joe's like, ooh, (laughs) she likes it. Joe's into it. Yeah. She likes a little devious. She gets it. Yeah. She gets that Amanda's a cunt. Yeah, totally. So at Joe's apartment, Jake tells Joe what Michael said. He immediately rats out Michael. (laughs) He's like... Joe, Michael's sick of his wife's pussy. I don't like... I was thinking during that scene, I was like, don't drag my precious Jake into your gross man ways. Like, Yeah. Because Jake definitely was going along with it, but he didn't seem as into it as Michael. Right. So I was like, don't leave Jake out of this. He's trying to change. <laughs> yeah, he has a good woman. He's not the fuck boy he was when Sandy was in the building. Like, yeah. He's different now. He's totally changed. Um, so this is really... Cons- but Michael's behavior is concerning to Jake, and he's the first one out of all of them to clock. Something's going on with Michael. Yeah. He's he's horny. It's a little too horny for a married guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's... it's <laughs> It's concerningly horny. Right. And it's not directed at his wife. Like, right. It's directed at all the other women in the world. <laughs> um, 
Oh, yeah. Another thing that Michael said in that scene I wrote down was, take it from me, follow your libido while you can. Yeah. He's in a bad way. He's And like, that way is horny as hell. He's like Toucan Sam. He's like, follow your dick. <laughs> follow your dick. <laughs> he wants to get his dick wet. He does. Yeah. Um, Allison, that night at the apartment... Allison confesses to Billy that she's been erasing Amanda's messages and that she's been asking about him, but she hasn't told him. And he's like, Allison, you lied to me. (laughs) (laughs) He's like too exhausted to even put up a fight. He's just like, you lied to me. And Allison's like, I'll take you to lunch. To make up for it. And then they're like, okay. It's like, God, like, she, it. it's also, she just wants to be with you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she's trying to win you over. Right. Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry. I'll take you to lunch tomorrow. Okay. So that the next day, Allison shows up at Escapade magazine wearing a wide neck, burnt salmon colored suit. <laughs> I'm sorry. The the color made me laugh because Billy's tie has that color in it. It The tie he's because they're walking in the park later, and his tie it looks like they planned it. It's the same burnt salmon color that is her fucking suit. I was like, I was like losing. I was like, their tie matches the suit. It's like, how would you find that color? It's like they planned it. It was crazy. It was so hideous. Yeah, they they meet up at the office, and Cameron's poking around. He's no, he's nosing around. He's being nosy, right? Because Billy and Nancy are in a meeting still, but it, they're in a glass office, so everyone can see them. <laughs> and Allison's waiting for him right in front of the glass office. Dude, the whole office can see this. Yeah, and she's just sitting. We see her during the scene between Nancy and Billy. She's in the back waiting, and Cameron's there too. Right. Fuming. <laughs> Why is Cameron, Cameron standing right next to Allison the whole scene we're watching and, between Nancy and Billy? And in Nancy's office with the glass wall that everyone can see, Nancy is like sexily propped up on the table with her legs crossed, and she's wearing a short skirt. She's doing that thing like sexy businesswomen do where they're like in a ser- like they're like brainstorming and they're on the table with their legs crossed. Yes. And they're leaning in. Yes. <laughs> and it's like she's showing a lot of thigh. Yes. She's showing a lot of thigh for the office. And it's just an article about men losing their hair. So it's not that like sexy of a story. No, but she's like trying to make it horny. Like, ooh, yeah, great idea, Billy. <laughs> Really great idea. Ooh, I like what you're thinking. Um, and then she says to Billy, you'll never have to worry about going bald. You've got a great head of hair. <laughs> and she touches, she like tossles his hair. And, and Allison sees this and she's like, <gasps> her eyes bulge. They're like, she's like, oh my God. So when they go to lunch, they're like walking and she confronts Billy about this. She's like, Billy, the whole office saw your boss being horny. <laughs> And she starts questioning his raise or his promotion. Yeah. And he's like, Allison, I'm talented. I got this on my own merit. No one wants to hear that. Alice, Billy, you know, even you know deep down inside that's not true. Well, and he's like, the story was about hair. Of course she tousled my hair. Like, duh. duh. (laughs) Um, 
And he says, I'm all grown up. You don't have to protect me from women. Do do we not, Billy? Because so far in the first 30 or so episodes or whatever we're at, all every every relationship he has had with a woman has been off the rails crazy. Yeah. Like Amanda was the most stable one. Yeah, he is a bad picker. <laughs> He's a bad he has a bad track record. He makes bad decisions and he gets in deep before he can like figure it out. Yeah. And it's too late. With like, every woman. Yeah. This is a guy who used to pick up women in his cab. From the airport. Like, every- literally it's just and like they would be living with him the next day. Right. <laughs> um so, so Allison leaves and he, he hollers at Allison, I have talent. No one with talent has ever said that. <laughs> yeah. No one believes I do you. have talent. <laughs> at the hospital, Kimberly is telling Michael about this dermatologist that she's been dating. And she's been bitching about this guy for, for a bit. And they're like... Honestly, is this the scene where they're sitting in the bottom of a bunk bed? Yeah. They're and they're like so close to each other. It's very uh, sexy. The way they're lounging about in the bottom of this bunk bed that's like in the doctor's room. I guess that's where they nap. The lounge. Yeah. But they're like on the bottom bunk deep inside. <laughs> like it's just very, I was like, that's inappropriate. It's intimate. Yeah. You don't sit like that with a married man you work with. No, it was crazy. Because they, yeah, they're sitting so close to each other, they can like smell each other intimately. And they're like leaning against the wall, like they're all the way back. Like, yeah, it was crazy. They're in there. Yeah. And so she's like bitching about this guy that she's dating. And Michael says, Kimberly, you're a beautiful woman. You shouldn't waste your time on guys like that. And then she says, Michael, do you want to know why I cried last night? I cried last night because I'm falling for a wonderful friend of mine that I can never have. And Michael's like, who? (laughs) (laughs) Kimberly's clock. She's like, too subtle. That was too subtle. subtle. (laughs) He's like not putting two and two together. How did he not get that she was talking about him immediately? Because he's like, we're not friends. (laughs) He's like, "Uh, well, does this friend know how you feel? so stupid. I was like, Michael, you idiot. Michael. And so she grabs his hand and starts like rubbing it. And then we get sappy, sappy music. And they're like straight up holding hands now. And then she says, he does now. And this is the moment you wish someone walked in. Yeah. Some dork doctor. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. 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 And, And Michael goes, oh, Kimberly. Yeah. And then she says, I'd love to spend the night with him, even just one time. <laughs> that was like a hot thing to say. Honestly, Marsha Cross is such a good actress. It's These scenes are very hot. They're surprisingly hot because when you hear them describe, they sound corny as hell. No, they're very hot. But when hot. she says, I want to spend a night with him, even if it's just one night, it's so hot because it's like, if you want to cheat, it can just be that one night. Right. And like no one will ever know. You can feel how horny Kimberly is in this scene. She's very horny and she's she's letting Michael know that that's fine with her. Right. Like just she, one night. She just wants his dick in her pussy. Yeah. And we all know it's a lie, but... <laughs> right. It's a hot thing to say. It was a hot thing to say. 
Um, even if it's really naughty. It's very naughty. It's still it's hot. Poor, I mean, Jane, poor Jane. I she know. doesn't stand a chance She's, against Kimberly. I'm on. sorry. <laughs> Between Jane and Dr. Kimberly Shaw, yeah. it's not even a competition. Yeah. That night at the complex, Matt is leaving for his date. Rhonda's very excited for him. She's like being his, being yeah. his hype woman. And Billy comes home. He's like, hey, guys. So that scene of Rhonda and Matt gets cut short because, you know. Billy's got his little fucking issue. We got to <laughs> go see what Billy and Allison are up to. Allison's making dinner. And she's like, Billy, I just want to apologize for today. He's like, I'm sorry, too. Allison, first of all, she's acting like she's cooking all day. And then she's like, it took me four hours just to open up this jar of pasta sauce. I was so ear. I was looking at everything she made. Me too. And we're going to talk about that. Okay. We're going to talk about what she made in one second. So basically what happens is Billy's about, Billy like sits down, but then gets back up. He's like, I got to go back to the office. And Allison's like, well, what about my dinner, Billy? No one told you to make dinner. And we look at what she made and this is what she made. It is a giant bowl of dry, overcooked spaghetti with a big clump in the middle of jarred pasta sauce. She didn't even mix that shit together. It is just dumped on top of the... That takes 10 minutes to make. 10 minutes. Literally, like whatever the pasta cooking time is. And she made way too much. Yeah. And then she had the fucking green Parmesan container. Yeah. It was like not even craft. It was like some off brand. It was an off brand. Yeah. Ugh. So she's upset. He's got to go back to the office. At the hospital, Michael chases Kimberly down in the parking lot. He's like, Kimberly. Right. So this is, as I, what's the timing? Was this right after their bunk bed convo? Yes. Okay. Um, She's upset. She's like, I'm so stupid. I should have never said anything. Like, yeah, I'm so embarrassed. And he's like, oh, Kimberly. And then they fucking kiss. He he kisses her. Yeah. He grabs her. He grabs her. It's pretty hot. It's really hot. They start making out. And you're like, whoa, that's how Michael kisses someone he's very attracted to. Because we've never seen it before. <laughs> there hasn't been a single spark between him and Jane at In all. In fact, that might be the most hot kiss we've seen so far. Yeah. I think there was a good one between Amanda and Allison. I'm going to say that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Amanda and Billy. That would have been good. Amanda and Billy. Because we were, I think we commented on it. We're like, oh, she's a professional. She's, I mean, Heather Locklear has done this before. Right. She knows how to make it hot. And I would say the same for Kimberly. Uh, yeah. Marsha Cross. Yeah. She knew how to make a kiss look really good. Because yeah. I don't even think Joe and Jake have really had it fly off. Like, for me, Joe, well, I would say that night, that time at the restaurant. That was the hottest. That was the hottest moment between them when they were, they couldn't keep their hands off yes. each other at the restaurant. Yes. So those, those, this has joined those three moments. Yes. Yes. But yeah, this was a very, we've never seen Michael kiss someone like this before. It was crazy. Sorry, Jane. It's definitely like, it's definitely like the writers are trying to illustrate this kind of like Madonna horror thing. Yes. Like Jane is the good girl and it's uh, the sex is fine, but she can never compete with someone like Kimberly. Right. Yeah. You know Kimberly is nuts in bed. 
Because she's literally nuts. Oh, well, yeah. She's- <laughs> and the, it's like, that's why guys go in with those type, sometimes those women. Right. Because they're, they're like, you know, for the first few times, it's great. And right. then you're like, holy shit, I don't have to deal with the rest of it. Yeah. What did I get myself into? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Because we all know Glenn Close was nuts in bed in Fatal Attraction. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, yeah. I so. Mean- this is a hot moment. We get some searing guitar music. It's this super is, searing. This is crazy what Michael's doing. I mean, yeah. And I then, mean, this is where he basically officially shuts off his guilt uh, light. It's like, <laughs> I no longer feel guilt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Michael's changed forever. Yeah, I would say this is officially Michael's turning point. Yeah, this is his villain origin story. <laughs> Yeah. So then he says he says to her, equally hot, he goes, does that feel like a mistake? And she says, don't start something you aren't willing to finish. And then Michael does backtrack a little bit. He's like, oh, well, I got to. It's not that easy. And she's yeah. like, bye. And she leaves. More on them later. We're out on the date with Matt and Scott. Oh, God. And Scott, this is a real throwback moment. Scott's like, oh, I'm glad we sat in a smoking section. It was shocking. It's so crazy to see like smoking in restaurants and it's like a more modern show. I mean, I know it's old, but it's not like the 50s. But when we were kids. <laughs> I know. It's when, still weird to which see. Which is so crazy to me because even though I remember that from being a child, when restaurants yeah. had smoking sections, it is weird to see now. It's very weird to see. I, I mean, I may have mentioned this before, but I used to travel and to go to school on the Long Island Railroad, and there was whole cars with there were smoking cars. Yeah, and you would get stuck on them sometimes, and it would literally smell like an ashtray. And people, there'd be all these people just pounding cigarettes the whole fucking right train ride. Like, right, yeah, it was no, crazy. It's it's totally wild. So this guy's a smoker. So immediately you're like, mm, Matt's Matt's not a smoker. I was thinking that also, like nowadays. I think smoking is a real turnoff to a lot of people. Right. And it's like back then, I still think people were like, okay, like they smoke. They were it wasn't in, as big a deal. They were in relation. People were, it wasn't as unusual for a non-smoker and a smoker to be in a relationship. Right. And I think nowadays people are like, no smokers. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's very common. That's very common. Um, so Scott lights up. He starts talking to Matt about his job, about being a lawyer, and Matt is like into it at first because he's he thinks that he thinks that he's like a lawyer who fights against corporations and like for the little for people. the he fights for the little guy, and then he's like, "Oh no, I fight for the corporations. They have rights too." <laughs> Yeah, he says they have rights too. And Matt immediately, his boner goes away. He's like, yeah. No. no. Do you know who I am? I'm Matt Fielding. I'm like the best guy on the, on the planet. I'm a social worker. I'm a social worker. Uh, yeah. I don't care about money. No, I hate money. And this guy is like <laughs> big business guy. He just wants money. He's like, everyone in the office was laughing when you didn't take your settlement. <laughs> yeah, they're like, just like, yeah, he starts dunking on Matt. For not taking, not going to trial with his lawsuit and not getting like a big settlement. Right. And just wanting to work with the kids again. He's like, we all thought you were a big weenie. Yeah. (laughs) I still thought I'd fuck you though. (laughs) Yeah. Because I don't have any ethics. (laughs) Whatever. I'm a fucking sleazeball. 
Um, and he's like, you know what you should have done? You should have opened a private practice in Beverly Hills. Rich kids have problems too. Yeah. Matt's like, okay. Yeah. Um, and Matt says, well, you, you got to have ethics about what you do. And he's like, oh, I just want to make money. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> At home, Jane is working on her designs. Yeah. She's like got a little measuring tape. No, she's literally had placing fabric scraps on a bodice with her little <laughs> measuring tape. Yeah. Some shitty thing. She's making some shitty cut on the bias. Patchwork. Patchwork, <laughs> crushed velvet, <laughs> schmata dress. Yeah. And Michael comes home and his tie is undone. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Where's Allison and Nancy when you need them? <laughs> his tie is undone. And Jane's being all lovey-dovey, and Michael's like, oh, sweetie, I just want to go to bed. And she's like, but I'm making dinner. I made your roast chicken with lots of garlic, just how you like it. You Italian. <laughs> Jane, that was a microaggression. And then she she's like has a romantic dinner because there's a table setting. She put out her nice cobalt blue glasses. <laughs> and candles. Yeah, like, so it's not just dinner. She's making like a little romantic Thing and Michael is rejecting her. He's rejecting this dinner. He does, he does not want this fucking dinner. He just wants to go to bed and jerk off under the covers, right? And think about Kimberly. He's just had the hottest moment of his fucking life, right? Kissing Kimberly. He can't even yeah. believe he got married. And but he's glad he did get married because being married made it even hotter. <laughs> That's how evil he is now. Yes, yes. So <laughs> she's really disappointed because she wanted to fuck. And he's like, oh, I had dinner at the hospital. But she's understanding because she she's is, Jane. Because it's Jane. Yeah. She's like, my husband, he works so hard. He's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I signed up for. Yeah. That night, Billy and Nancy are in the office alone mm. late. Yeah. And she's like, Wants to talk business, and she's like, "Come sit with me on the on my yeah. weird red velvet couch." When when late at night office sessions, when someone pats the seat next to them, <laughs> that's not going anywhere it, good. It's not a good situation. And they sit, and immediately she's like, mm, "My neck is killing me." Yeah, she starts moaning, and she's like, "Can I have a neck rub?" You can't ask your employees that. <laughs> question ever <laughs> ever ever and he starts giving her a neck rub and she's like oh yes oh she's like herbal essences commercial yeah she's moaning too much uh we know cameron's up there so we're recording it <laughs> yeah cameron's like the phantom of the office he's like poking his head over the reception desk <laughs> looking through the glass he sees everything and then she mauls Billy and she starts kissing him. Now she doesn't, this was a subtle, this was a crazy move. She's getting her neck rub and she kind of falls back yeah. and kisses him. <laughs> like throws her head back to kiss him. Right. It was quite a, I was like, wow. She went for it. And he's like, Billy's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And he pulls away and she freaks out and she says, after all I've done for you. Yeah. I made you a staff writer, you fucking dumbass. Yeah. And Billy's like, let's just forget this ever happened. And she says, fine, let's just forget about your promotion as well. Yeah. So Billy, not good. 
Billy has been sexually assaulted at his job. Yeah. By his boss. This yeah. is very serious. The next day, Matt runs into Rhonda and he tells her that his date was really shitty. And she's like, well, man, just give him another chance, Matt. Just give him another chance. And Matt goes off on her. I liked this. Me too. I mean, this, Rhonda needed to know why this was offensive. She's yeah. like, he's like, Rhonda, just because I'm gay doesn't mean I need to like be with the first guy I go on a date with. I'm going to lower my standards and take what I can get. Right. He's like, I have <laughs> standards, Rhonda. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, um, he also hint, hints at that just because we don't see him dating doesn't mean he isn't getting dicked down all the time. He does say that. Yeah. And it's like, that's true. He's but like, they should show us those scenes. Because Matt is basically like, look, unlike you guys, I don't put all my business out on Front Street. Yeah. You guys have all your storylines on the show. I have a lot of storylines off the show. And they're very hot. <laughs> yeah. The network's too homophobic. Yeah. To let me have storylines. You'll get five more of Billy and Allison watching scary movies together. But none of me. <laughs> none of me. And I like it that way. <laughs> Bye. I'm going to the Abbey. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> off, all of you. Um, that's the end of that scene. Allison is talking about work with Billy in their apartment. And Billy's all bummed out. And she's like, are you all right? And he's like, I'm fine. No, I'm not fine. Yeah. I'm a fact checker again. (laughs) I like how that's how he explains it. She's like, what? And then he tells her what happened. And Allison is like appalled. She's like, she came on to you? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Billy, this is terrible. Yeah. And he's like, maybe I should have done it. I might be like a senior editor right now. I mean, I'm a guy. I like sex. She's not bad looking. I'm sure she'd be thrilled to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jane comes up to Michael while he's shaving and she's like, I love you. Creepy. And he's like, get off of me. He's so over <laughs> Jane. Except he doesn't say that, but no. his eyes say it. He couldn't be less interested in his wife. Like he wasn't interested before. And now she's just a nuisance. She's a dick shriveler yeah. to him. Yeah. He is disgusted. And she asks, she's like, can we have lunch together? You want to have lunch on the rooftop of K-Beacons? Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about K-Beacons. K- K- K-Beacons. And he's like, uh, I'm busy at the hospital. And she's like, well, promise we'll have dinner tonight. He's like, I promise. He's like, what don't you get? <laughs> I don't want to be with you anymore. <laughs> Take the hint, Jane. Take the hint. Yeah. So he promises, and as soon as she leaves for work, yeah. he calls Kimberly, and he's like, I need to see you. <laughs> so that whole time we know, he was just thinking of Kimberly. <laughs> the whole fucking time. At Escapade Magazine, Billy talks to Nancy, and he's like, I want to be a staff writer. It's like, dude, you just got sexually assaulted at your job. Why are they acting like this was just a misunderstanding? Yeah. The the way they handled this was like, oh, it's just a, she made a whoopsie daisy. And it gets resolved very quickly. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Can you forgive me for assaulting you? I guess. And this is her excuse. She's like, I was assaulted so many times on my way up. I just figured it was my turn. 
to assault people. That's what she said. She literally says that. That's what she said. It was crazy. I was like, okay, like that's not how hurt people hurt people. Right. (laughs) What is this? She, he could have gotten her so fired. Yeah. Or so sued or something. Oh my God. Like. This is wild. Um, but he just, all he cares about, he's, he's just like, I just want to be a writer. Yeah. And she lets him stay as staff writer. So, And she's like, no strings attached. Thanks, Nancy. I won't, I That's won't. how it always should have been. Right. Yeah. Um, and he says, throw in an apology and it's a deal. I know. I was like, she didn't apologize yet. That should have been her first thing. Right. <laughs> so we're at Kimberly's house and... She opens the door. Michael comes in. She's like, I made a niçoise salad. This is why I love Kimberly. Because <laughs> like, you know, you're unlike, maybe having an affair. That doesn't mean you don't make a high-end salad for someone coming to your home. <laughs> yeah, she made him a very chic salad. And I, I really liked whoever directed this episode when she said, I made a niçoise salad. They panned over to the salad <laughs> and kind of held on the salad for a it, beat. It was nicely plated. It was ni- very nicely plated. And I love the way she said niçoise. She like really accentuated that S at the end. Yes. And a niçoise salad. <laughs> yeah. um, and she says, I also have some Chardonnay. And she's like talking about the other stuff she has. And Michael just starts stroking her face. And you know what this kind of reminded me of? Was um, the phone scene in It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, yeah. It was like that kind of intensity. Where they're getting really close to each other, like cheek to cheek almost. Yeah, he just starts stroking her face and then they just make out. And then he puts her on the table. And my first thought was, what about the niçoise? Well, because they're literally on top of the fucking salad plates. Because we see a shot of Kimberly's on her back on the table and the niçoise <laughs> is halfway. <laughs> like you can see the tuna. And the egg. And the egg just sitting there <laughs> under. They're like on top of the salad plates. Dude, they're fucking on the salad. It's crazy. Like they don't even do that thing they sometimes do where he sweeps the table no. off first. They just go right on top of the salad. And it's hot. It's very hot. Even though I was concerned about the salad. Oh, and if I was Kimberly, part of me would be like, well, this, I weren't really the salads. Can we just maybe go to the bed? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ruin the moment, but I would have also been in that moment been like, I can't. I love a hot moment. I love a hot, spontaneous moment, but I definitely would have been like, let's, if, like, the floor is better than doing it on the salad. No, because I don't want to plate. I don't want to have tuna on me <laughs> no. when I'm getting railed. I don't want to smell like tuna. <laughs> I don't want tuna and hard-boiled egg. Yeah. A fucking egg. Like two of the smelliest foods ever. <laughs> crushed, crushed in my ass crack. Dude, that apartment must have smelled so disgusting after they fucked. With some briny like anchovy dressing. And probably. olives. Yeah. No, it's like all stinky foods, which are <laughs> delicious. It's a great salad. It's a wonderful salad. But I would also be like, well, I'm going to want that later, <laughs> to be honest. Can we not? Can we not ruin it, please? Because we're going to want to both eat that after we fuck. I want to be in the bed post-coital holding my salad <laughs> eating my delicious salad. That's right. going to be even more marinated now. Right. It's going to taste good. It's going to taste even better. Yeah. Instead, I got eggs in my hair. Yeah, so they would never film that kind of scene with me if I was a character because I would be like, hold up. 
Hold on. Hold up. Got to put this away. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was nasty. No, it was it was too much. I, I part of me feels like they took it that way and they're like keep filming. Yeah. <laughs> Like they just they can't, they did it and the the director was like holy shit this is so hot they're fucking on top of the salad well, and I, they were just like keep keep going I don't feel, stop this I feel like this was still in the era where food and sex were very novel and like very like uh, titillating yes that's true like post nine and a half weeks post nine and a half weeks where it was like ooh you know Every, what would make it erotic. Food. Every normie was like, squirt whipped cream on me and lick it off. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, that's the end. That's how the episode ends. It's, oh, I'm like, I'm vibrating. You are vibrating. <laughs> I'm, well, also because I'm coming off of a, a bad cold, but, and that's what my voice sounds like it does. I'm sorry, guys. That's okay. But really excited for next week. Yes. Yeah, because there's gonna there's fallout from this affair. <laughs> there's gonna well, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of fallout from, and this affair ain't over. This this affair is gonna blow shit up. I mean, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything. No changes. spoilers, but no, yeah, everything changes. Yeah, from this affair. Yeah, I mean for sure. When does Sydney come back? Season two. Okay, I miss her. I know I miss Sydney too. Okay. And when she comes back, oh boy, yeah. Yeah, right. She's going to fuck shit up. She's uh, an incredible character. Yeah. But yeah, it was great finally for for this moment to finally happen. Ugh. And was uh, just as good as I remembered. It was just as good as I remembered. And Jane's too. probably still putting, putting those fabric pieces on that bodice. By this point, she's Clu- putting, completely clueless. She said that her life is imploded. buttons on the dress. <laughs> she's putting chunky buttons. Because I bet this dress has like chunky buttons all the way down. And it's a patchwork vest. It, it's a patchwork vest. <laughs> You're right about the crushed velvet. It's a crushed velvet patchwork cut on the bias. Yeah. I know what this dress and looks like. And she's going to wear it with a funky hat. <laughs> <laughs> and a clunky soul. Oh, man. And a clunky soul. Anyway, oh, poor Jane. I mean, Jane doesn't deserve this. She's no. not a bad character. She's not a bad person. And it, Michael married her. This is who she is. She's wholesome. Right. Yeah. She's I mean, very wholesome. It's just very funny to watch it happen to Jane. Well, because... Because she's so wholesome. Because she's so... It's like of all the people (laughs) to do this to, it's just like, they should have never been married. No. I mean, this couple is ridiculous. It makes no sense. Okay. Anyway. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>